All right, this is Leonard Angelo. Uh, oh, Captain's Log, supplemental. I've always wanted to say that. Uh, I've been recording these very often, and, and uh, I've basically been uninspired for the past uh, several weeks and months. Not months? I don't know. It's been weeks. Been uninspired, and really had nothing to do but complain, <laughs> which is like me. And I didn't want to go on record keep complaining because, uh, I don't know, is that inspirational? I don't really care, honestly, but I wouldn't want anybody to judge me. <laughs> if anybody ever found this, it was like, this guy complains all the time. They'll probably put it on my tombstone. Okay, uh, why am I saying, why am I coming up with something today? I am inspired because uh, I, I found a crow. An injured or poisoned, I suspect, crow. A crow, you know, the black bird, the big black bird. And oh, I know I got a soft spot for birds. Truthfully, truth be told, I have a soft spot for animals. You would never know it because I'm always arguing with people. You shouldn't have animals. It's wrong. I will say with my bird on my shoulder. But I got a soft spot for animals. And, and as it turns out, by taking walks around, you know, an urban neighborhood, you can find a lot of injured animals. Because th- this year alone, I think there have been three that I found. One was a rabbit. No, it was last year, sorry. This is my first this year. But last year, I found two others. First was a rabbit in the park. I was walking in the park, and there was a rabbit. And the rabbit was stunned and bloodied. And it was not a good look. I, it looked like it had been in something's mouth. That's and and I still assume that's what happened. It was in something's mouth, you know, something, some some other animal. It's funny. I got a soft spot for animals, but not the ones that will put other animals in their mouth. Uh, so this rabbit's laying there, and it's a baby, like a like a adolescent rabbit, small rabbit, not a baby, not an adult, and it was stunned, so stunned that there were, there were people walking past it and not even noticing it. I saw it on the ground. I looked down. It's right there by my feet. I put my hand near it. It didn't go anywhere. So there we are. We got, I got a rabbit, and I'm scared for this rabbit. Uh, I, I was worried that it would get, you know, like a, another animal, with, like a dog. People walking their dogs in a park. Got to come around and put this, put this rabbit back in its mouth. So I took off my coat. I put it over the rabbit, and, the, and I bundled it up, and I took it in, in my car, and I took it to... Uh, well, I, I tried to I call the places, called around, and nobody would take this rabbit, except for this one wildlife center in Orange County, and I had to go down to Orange County and find, a, find this place. But it, it was days later, so in the meantime, the rabbit sat in a box in my living room, and I, you know, I, I had to look up what to do about the rabbit. Long story longer. That rabbit went to the wildlife center, healthy and fine. I hope. Hopefully it was released someplace nice. Green pastured field somewhere, I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, maybe maybe the rabbit went to El Herrera to, to romp in fields of, uh, the heavenly fields of green. That is a nerdy reference. I'm not even going to... If you haven't read Watership Down, read Watership Down. Richard Adams, Watership Down. Excellent book. Anyway... So there's a rabbit. And then the, later on, in the, in, 
last summer I found a, a baby dove on the ground. Now this was what they call a not a not a fledgling, not a I forgot what they call the one with no fledgling is ready to go, ready to start bouncing around and trying to fly. And, and in between states, they don't have all their feathers, and they can't really even drift in the wind. So they fall out of the nest sometimes, and, and apparently the birds. The mother and father birds will come and swoop down and take care of them if they can find them. But this bird was in the middle of a sidewalk at a shopping center and, it, and it, people were walking again all around. Nobody notices these birds. Nobody notices these injured animals. They're just walking, you know, thinking about uh, Starbucks or whatever they're thinking about. And meanwhile, there's a baby bird on the ground. Hello. So I ran over and I scooped up the bird. And I put that bird in a, in a tote bag that I was carrying. And, and the poor little, poor little bird's making a peeping noise. And I ch- also took that bird home. Because it's always at night when this happens to me. And the wildlife center is closed. It turns out that was a morning dove. I didn't know what kind of bird it was. A morning dove. They're all around here. They're very sweet little birds. They make a beautiful little noise. And I'm sure everybody's heard it. Unless you live in New York and then you're only hearing pigeons. And pigeons don't sound nice like that. But but morning doves make a make a cooing sound in the mornings. In a, it, morning is spelled differently. It's different. But but still, they should call them M O R N I N G birds because that's the first thing I hear every morning, other than honking horns and whatnot. What's my point? When I found that baby bird and I took that one home, and that one stayed. Uh, for a couple of days because it was a weekend and I couldn't get a place to take it in until the week. So I had to feed it a little bit and all that and take care of it and, and wipe its little uh, its, its little chest when it was eating. Oh, he fed it with a with an eyedropper and all that stuff. And my God, it broke my little heart. And I've got a heart that is a soft one. I'm a soft, I'm a soft serve ice cream. And it was a hot summer day and I was melting all over the cone. And there were no napkins. There's no napkins to be found. I need a wet nap at this point. It's so messy. That's what happens to my heart when I see one of these little animals. Anyway, the baby bird. The baby bird went to the to the shelter, and then it's, which is a wildlife center, and it's a good place. I like that place a lot. I took it to the same place I took the rabbit. And they get rehabilitated, and they get released into parks or national uh, uh, wildlife centers, which is nice. Okay, what is my point? I found a crow last night. Same thing, crow on the ground. Only this time, this crow was was in a shopping center that's sort of adjacent to my neighborhood. And uh, I found this crow, and this crow's stroking or seizuring. You know, the eyes are rolling back. And at some point, the crow put its head up to the sky and fell over on its back like dead and I was like oh my god I just watched a crow die but the crow was not dead because it continued to convulse and oh it was awful awful so I went over and I held the crow and I was like are you are you alright and the crow flew away from me and straight into a friggin brick wall into a wall which you know is not typical of what crows do Why am I yelling? 
Uh, so I took the, I went over and I ran over to that crow because I thought it probably broke its neck and this is awful and this was my fault. And I picked up the crow and the crow's still alive. Uh, so I took the crow home. Apparently this is, this is what I do. I'm a Mother Teresa of birds. I took the crow home. Now I can't take the crow inside because I have my own little bird friend at home. And I don't know if he's got a disease. And you know, birds birds have things that other birds can get, right? So I didn't know if the bird had a stroke. But then, okay, so I took the bird and put it in the yard where it can't get hurt with predators. I put it in a little box with a, with a mesh on top so that they, anyway, and I was taking, I was looking after this bird, getting it some water because I read some things that said they can get dehydrated. Uh, and it can cause seizures. All kinds of things can cause seizures in birds. But here's the thing. Then I look out the window and I saw that the building behind mine is tented for termites. Ah. So I looked at the sign that they put on the, on the tent, which says, keep out toxic chemicals, sulfuryl, sulfuryl fluoride gas. I looked up this gas. This gas is toxic. This gas is toxic to every living thing, including bugs. Now, when something will kill mammals and bugs, that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? They say roaches will survive the apocalypse. Roaches won't. Nuclear winter roaches will survive. They won't survive sulfuryl fluoride. So that's bad, right? You don't want a bird to, to inhale that. You don't want anybody to inhale that. I, then I read a bunch of stories about this chemical. When they tent a building, you got to wait like a full day, and then they come in with a... After they tent, they, they, they open it all up, and they let the gas dissipate into the air, is how it was phrased. Into the air. You mean into the lungs of birds? Is that what you mean? Into bees? All the things you find dead on the ground, maybe it's because of termite tenting. I don't know. Look, I don't know what we're supposed to do about termites, but come on, you're killing birds. So my theory is, oh, anyway, I read a story about people who would go into their house after it had been tented, nigh on five hours afterward, right? See, it's not that soon, but they, they will go in there. Now, look, don't tell me these people are dumb. I, I know that. You shouldn't do that. But maybe they weren't informed. You know, who knows? They tell you it's safe, right? except for the big sign they put on the tent. Uh, they tell you it's safe, or they wouldn't be doing it right outside your friggin' window. By the way, my window and my little friend Bebo, we're sitting right there next to this tented building, and now I've moved. I moved to another room, because I can't trust this tenting. I, I, this is awful, awful shit going on. Uh, again, what's my point? Uh, I'm... I believe I had a theory. Oh, people who snuck into the building after they've been tented and slept there overnight, people have died. Dead people. Okay? And that's after the, the gas is dissipating. That's not when the tent is still on. That's not some kid sneaking in there to play because the tent is still on. That's somebody going in there to sleep in their house after being tented for, for however long they tent things. Right, right, right. So that's what I'm thinking of. This bird... Perched on top of the building, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Birds can eat all kinds of crap because we leave all kinds of toxins around. 
Maybe this bird perched on top of the building. You know, it's only held together with these metal clips, just giant clothespins. They just, they just put a piece of fabric over it with clothespins, and they're like, nah, that's good enough. That'll be all right. It's only toxic gas. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Clothespins they put this thing together with. They don't put a condom over the house. They should put a condom over the house. That's all I'm saying. Giant condom. Just slip it down over there like like on a banana. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm thinking this bird perched on top of this house. Maybe in between one of the clothespins. Because, you know, crows, they perch on clotheslines. Maybe they used to seeing clothespins on left and right of them. Hmm? So it perches in the middle of this building, in the middle of the cloth, that's just held together with clothespins. And then all the toxic gas goes up into its little nose. And then the bird flies away. And then, you know, minutes, seconds later, it starts getting wobbly and having seizures. And that's how I end up with this bird in my box in my yard. Okay. This just brings me to a point. I feel, I feel terrible today about the state of the world, and especially because of baby animals and, and, and injured animals. Because the animals, they didn't choose any of this shit. It's all us tenting for termites and other nonsense. You know, plastic bags and, and straws in turtles' nose and all of the awful things you will read or see. You know, uh, whales with with uh, knots of bags in their stomach, and, and I don't know. I the whole thing makes me want to cry. It makes me want to cry. This little crow. So the crow's alive this morning, thankfully, but still wobbly. I don't know if it's poisoned. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, the wildlife centers won't take a crow. I got to find another place to take the crow. In the meantime, I can't do anything for this crow. Except make sure it doesn't get eaten by something. I can't do anything. Because it was just going to fly into a brick wall and get eaten by a cat. Or whatever. It's depressing as hell. I... There's an argument my mother always uses when I start talking sentimental like this. Uh, sorry to bring up my mother again. But she... Uh... She'll say to me, you know, God gave us dominion over the animals. And that comes from the book of Genesis, the, uh, the, uh, Bereshit, if you're, if you're Hebrew. You know, and the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims, they all share this, this idea that God gave us dominion. Now, I don't know if the word dominion comes from Latin translation or what. But uh, dominion is not a good word. I would have said responsibility. You know, being the, the beings on the planet that uh, tend to build things and tend to get creative with our lifestyle. Animals don't get very creative with their lifestyle. They, they kind of got a thing going and, they, and they're all pretty good at what they do. They got their specific jobs and they do those things and they stay in balance. That's one way of looking at it. Human beings, we don't care for much for balance. We're, we're more, you know, comfortable or something. Uh, uh, progress to beat that drum. Uh, so if you're gonna make up, if you're gonna have a mythology where the where the people are, uh, I wouldn't call us at the top in terms of uh, 
uh, ethics or uh, responsibility, but I will call us at the top in terms of, uh, well, dominion, maybe that is a good word. But did God give us that? Maybe with dominion comes responsibility. I'm going to have to look up what that is in Greek and Hebrew. I don't read Hebrew. I didn't go to Hebrew school, but I'm considering it now. I'm already circumcised. I might as well go to Hebrew school. Too much information. What's my point? I'm depressed about this crow, and I'm depressed about what we do. And, you know, I'm culpable as well. Because they're probably going to tent my building for termites as well. And what am I'm going to go down to the what? I'm going to go to the, whoever the association for the building is and argue with them. Uh, because I got a baby bird at home and I don't want him to get sick. And I, Yes, I'm going to do that. I suppose I'm going to do that if they try to tent my building. And then everybody's in the, in the community is going to be like, what's wrong with you? We don't want termites. We got silverfish in our pots. And I would say, well, live with the silverfish. Okay, they're living with you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's very sad. This freaking crow. All right. Uh, yeah, all right. Supplemental entry. Sad little crow. Could be one of those days. All right. Uh, all right. It's later, Angelo.